Welcome to the Confident Swinger Podcast, the podcast that teaches you to grow your confidence and embrace your badassery so you can fully experience the wonderful world of the lifestyle. If you are a swinger and you want to stop holding back and start living out all your sexy dreams, then this show is for you. I'm Joe Levitt, your host, coach, cheerleader, and guide, and I'm super excited to take this journey with you. So get excited. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Confident Swinger Podcast, where we grow your self-confidence and badassery so you can fully experience the lifestyle of your choice, or so you can get out of your head and into their bed. I'm Joe Levitt, confidence coach for swingers and other sexy freaks, and I help people have more and better sex. And who doesn't want that? This is episode four, all about making the first move. On every episode, I will be wearing new podcast panties. Today, my podcast panties are purple lacy hipsters with yellow and pink and white flowers. For those of you that don't know, hipsters are panties that are like low riders. They sit low on your hips. Not like the trendy hipster that hangs out at the coffee shop wearing suspenders and skinny jeans. That's totally different. So just in case you missed it in the intro, this show is for swingers. It's called The Confident Swinger for fuck's sake. So we're going to be talking about some sexy, naughty, freaky shit from time to time. And that means this show is for adults only. Actual, over-the-legal-age adults. Those of you who have the dirty mind of a 14-year-old boy inside the body of a 45-year-old adult, you are welcome. We'll get along just fine. But if you aren't an actual legal adult, you gots to go. Okay, now everyone has been warned. Also, just a reminder, I'm a coach, not a therapist or counselor. I mean, we can play doctor, but that's just not the same thing. Now that we got all that shit out of the way, let's dive in. Everybody that's in the lifestyle is in it for their own reasons, and everybody's looking to get something different out of it. Maybe you really love voyeurism. Maybe you love to watch other people kiss and touch and fuck. Maybe that is a huge turn on for you. Honestly, it's a turn on for me. But maybe that voyeurism is really the main thing that you want out of the lifestyle. Maybe you just want to watch others but not be involved yourself. That's perfectly okay. Maybe you're an exhibitionist. Maybe you love to have other people watch you having sex. Maybe just the thought of knowing that other people are watching you, that other people are getting turned on because of you, is what gets you hot and bothered. Maybe you don't even want or need to be with anyone except your partner, as long as other people are there watching you. Maybe you just really love the exhibitionism, and that's perfectly okay. Maybe you really like the sexually charged atmosphere at an event. Maybe you love that you can flirt and touch and kiss and caress and nibble and suck and touch and oh, okay, sorry, got a little distracted and a, and a little turned on. Um, where was I? Oh, yeah, the sexually charged atmosphere. Maybe you love to get turned on by other people at a party and then go home and fuck the shit out of your partner. Maybe you love that it enhances your sex life with your partner at home, but you don't really want or need to hook up with other people. And that's perfectly okay. Or maybe you're at a point in the life cycle of the lifestyle, and I really think that should be a thing because it truly does evolve like a cycle. We'll talk about that in a future show. 
Anyway, maybe you're at a point where the friendships that you've made in the lifestyle are all you need. Maybe you just want to hang out with amazing like-minded people. Maybe have a few drinks and solve all the world's problems. Maybe that's enough for you, and you're perfectly content if you never hook up in the lifestyle again, as long as you get to keep the friends you've made. And guess what? That is perfectly okay, too. All of those scenarios are perfectly normal, and they don't really require you to have to make the first move with someone other than your partner. But if one of the things you want to get out of the lifestyle is playing with other people, then there is going to come a time when you will probably have to make the first move. And if you've been in the lifestyle for any length of time, you have probably experienced fear of making the first move. We've all been there. Let me paint the picture. You're at a party or some kind of event, and you're talking to someone you're interested in. She's dressed to kill, and you're looking pretty fine yourself. You've made contact and have struck up a conversation. You've been chatting and flirting all night. They seem interested. You are definitely interested. Now, how the fuck do you get from here to the bedroom or the playroom or floor or wherever you want to make the magic happen? It's getting later and later. Nobody makes a move and it gets awkward because it starts to become blatantly obvious that nobody is going to make the first move. And that means no sweet loving. So eventually, Hottie McHotterson just sort of drifts away or she makes an excuse and leaves And then you're kicking yourself and beating yourself up and all the other ways that you tell yourself that you're a dumbass and you fucked up. You wanted to make a move. You thought about making a move, but you didn't. You let the fear win and your dick paid the price. Most guys really love to find an aggressive woman. I think this is more magical than a unicorn to most guys because it takes the pressure off. It makes it easy. And let's face it, most guys like it easy. They don't really want to work too hard for it. They would really rather it just sort of fall into their lap or onto their dick. As most of you know, this does happen occasionally, sometimes, not often enough. So if you're waiting for these opportunities, you're probably going to suffer from major blue balls. If you're okay with that, then cool, move on, no problem. But if you would rather keep your balls a nice pinkish color, keep listening. Ladies, if you aren't naturally a sexually aggressive woman, that's okay. But that doesn't mean that you should rely on the guys to make the first move. Just because he has a dick does not mean that it's always up to him to initiate. It can be incredibly empowering to make the first move. And it's also a huge turn on for guys. And it can be a huge turn on for you. Anybody that is in the lifestyle knows that women pretty much control things anyway, so women should get comfortable making the first move too. First of all, I want to tell you that it's normal to have this fear. Sometimes you have the fear because you literally don't know what to say or do. I think this is more a fear from lack of experience than fear itself, and this is probably easier to deal with. Later, I'll give you some tips and advice for things you can say or do but more likely you're facing some bigger fears like fear of rejection, fear of coming on too strong, or fear of looking like a creepy perv. Don't let fear control your life. When you're afraid of something and you choose to avoid it because of the fear, that fear only grows. Now I'm not talking about things you should actually be afraid of like bears or herpes. By all means, avoid the hell out of them. I'm talking about not making the first move because you're afraid of rejection. Let's look at the fear of rejection a little closer, shall we? 
Let's say you make a move and you're rejected. So what? Will that rejection kill you? Will it make you homeless or give you herpes? Nope. The worst that's going to happen is they're going to say no thanks and you're going to feel bad about yourself. Now, I'm not trying to be nonchalant about this. I know that the fear of rejection goes deep in a lot of people. Fear of rejection is a big issue. I know that it's closely connected to your egos and it feels safer to not put yourself out there than it is to risk an ego crushing rejection. Fear of rejection is a big issue, bigger than we can dig into in this episode. We'll have a whole nother episode about it in the future, but for now, I want you to think about that fear just as fear and the worst possible scenario that would happen if you go for it. If you're afraid of making the first move, but you do it anyway, the worst possible scenario is that you get rejected. And that sucks a big hairy dick, don't get me wrong, but rejection is something you can and will survive, unlike a bear attack, which might literally kill you. The herpes you'd survive too, I guess. I still wouldn't go looking for that one. But thinking about rejection this way helps keep the fear in perspective. But here's the thing. Their rejection probably has way more to do with them than it has to do with you. Let's think for a minute about all the reasons Hottie McHotterson might have rejected you. Here's four off the top of my head. One, maybe she's broken, she can't play, but she doesn't want to say that because it's embarrassing. For those of you who may be new to the lifestyle, being broke for a girl means she's on her period. It's swinger lingo, like her vagina is a broken toy you don't get to play with, get it? I always thought that was super funny, but I'm a sucker for a pun. Two, maybe you look a lot like Biff, her college boyfriend who left her drunk in a parking lot in Wakita while he left with her roommate's sister. Three, maybe she's trying out a shaveless cream on her hoo-ha and ended up with a chemical burn. Yeah, fun fact, that really happened to me. Not my best moment. Four, maybe she just likes the sexually charged atmosphere and is really excited about going home and fucking her guy while she thinks about you. The truth is you really don't know. So don't tell yourself that she just wasn't attracted to you. But you know what? Maybe she wasn't attracted to you. And that's okay too. Some people are going to be attracted to you and some people aren't. Just like you are going to be attracted to some people and not attracted to others. It doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you or that you aren't attractive or you aren't good enough. It just means maybe you aren't their type. So it all comes down to this. The fear of rejection is all in your head. If you tell yourself that it's okay if someone rejects you, if you tell yourself that it's not that big of a deal, that you won't die or get eaten by a bear or get herpes if someone says no thanks, then you take away the power that that fear has over you and you open yourself to so many more opportunities. It's all a matter of perspective. And while we're talking about it, if you do get rejected, and you probably will from time to time, Accept it gracefully. Don't be a dick and go sulk. And don't say, you're lost. Instead, maybe say, I won't say I'm not disappointed, but I respect that. Maybe we can get together at another time. Instead of looking like a douchebag, you look like the mature adult that you hopefully are, and you may even leave the door open for another chance in the future. What if you have a fear of coming on too strong? How about this? Don't come on too strong. Don't be pushy. Don't shove your tongue down her throat with little to no warning. Actually, just don't shove your tongue down her throat anyway. Usually a little tongue goes a long way. Unless it's on my pussy, then the more tongue the better. 
If you tell yourself that you don't want to come on too strong and that is stopping you from making a move, that is probably the fear of rejection masquerading as a fear of coming on too strong or looking like a perv. Read the signs. We'll talk about body language in a future episode, but for now, I'll just say you can usually tell if someone is interested. So take the next logical step and then the next logical step. Instead of saying, nice shoes, want to fuck? How about you try having a conversation with them, maybe actually being curious and getting to know them. And then maybe you say, you're very beautiful. May I kiss you? That doesn't sound pervy or super aggressive to me. How about you? So what if you really just don't know what to say or do? Like you don't know the exact words to use to go from we're interested to let's go get naked. I've got some suggestions for you of things you can say to transition into naked fun. You can say, I am very attracted to you. If it's mutual, I would love to take this back to my room. Or I or we are interested in playing with you if the feeling is mutual. Would you like to go play with me or us? Or you could say, I am very turned on by you. Would you be interested in taking this back to my room? Or you could say, I would like nothing more than to feel your naked body next to mine. If you want that too, let's go back to my room. It's usually best to start with a compliment. Tell them they're beautiful or sexy or whatever feels natural to you. Then tell them what you would like to do. It doesn't have to be explicit, like, I want to go fuck you right now. It can be as simple as, I would like to take this back to my room, or the playroom, or the porta potty outside. Okay, I'd maybe skip that last one, unless you're into that. No judgment if you are. And then ask them if they're interested. Don't just assume. Keep it simple. Don't overcomplicate it. Chances are, if things have progressed to the point where you are trying to make that final move, they're just waiting for you to ask. So do it. So we talked about fear of rejection and a few ways to overcome it. And we talked about some things you can say to make that final transition into naked fun. I want to give you a few other tips for making the first move or making the final move that actually gets someone naked. Tip one, don't put so much pressure on making one move. Create that buildup all night. Touch, flirt, kiss, give compliments. Do a little all night so when the time comes, sex is just a natural progression and there isn't so much pressure about making the move. Honestly, sex is better if you do this anyway. The buildup is part of the turn on for a lot of people. A lot. Like a lot. Tip two, don't overthink it. When the opportunity arises, take it. Don't hesitate. If you wait, you'll overthink it, and then you're going to chicken out. Try this. Go to the bathroom, and when you come out, give yourself five seconds to ask the other person if they're interested in taking this back to the room or the playroom or whatever. The longer you hesitate, the bigger that fear becomes, and the more likely you will be walking out with blue balls later. Tip three, keep it simple. We kind of already addressed this, but it's worth mentioning again. When the time seems right, meaning you know everyone is attracted, interested, and available, ask if they would like to take this back to the room. That's it. If they say yes, yippee! If they say no, say, okay, thanks, and move on. It's not the end of the fucking world. There will be other opportunities. Tip four, be genuinely interested. 
talk to the person you want to play with. Ask them what they like and don't like, what turns them on, what their boundaries are. Don't wait until the end of the night when it's time to make a move. Use these conversations to build up the sexual tension and the energy throughout the night. This will also help make you a better lover because you will already know what they're into. Tip five, be prepared. Before your next event, come up with how you want to ask someone if they want to play. Practice saying it out loud until you are confident in the way it sounds. You won't have to try to figure out what to say in the moment. Tip six, practice. I know this sounds weird, but the more you do it, the easier it gets. The first time you tried to drive a car, you were nervous and scared, and you made a shit ton of mistakes. When you were learning, you probably made some wrong turns and maybe took out a mailbox or two. But now, driving a car is so natural to you that you don't even think about it anymore. The same is true with almost anything new you are learning. This is a skill you are learning. The more you practice, the better you will get. And the more you will get laid as a result. Do you want to get laid more? Tip seven, don't wait until you feel ready. You'll be waiting a long fucking time and your balls will swell up bigger than Aunt Marge. Confidence is an action before it's a feeling. So just fucking do it. Take the chance. It does get easier the more you put yourself out there. So don't wait until you feel ready. That's it. Hopefully you were excited to try out some of these tips. I hope you are enjoying the show. If you are, share it, download, and review. It will help get the show out to more people. My final thoughts for today. I want to help you build confidence so you get everything you want out of the lifestyle. If you want to play more or try new things or feel sexier and more empowered in your skin, I want to help. Honestly, and a little selfishly, because getting you laid more is a big turn on for me. I told you I was a freak. And I want to help build you up so you recognize how fucking amazing you are. Confidence is sexy. And so are you. Now go out there and make the first move. I love you, sexy freaks. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.